Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 81, and today we're talking about getting started on your around-the-world travel plans. The Indie Travel Podcast is brought to you in association with IndieTravelGuides.com, TravelTalks.tv, and The Letter Q. Today we're meant to be going to the beach, but you might be able to hear the rain that's pouring down in the background. It's been forecast for thunderstorms every day of the week, and every day of the working week, it's been beautiful and sunny. Yeah, I even went to the beach for work. Come Saturday, rain. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. I mean, we did have a nice morning. It's been quite good. And we were, I mean, we were even contemplating going to the beach. So, I mean, the fact that it was nice enough to think about it on the day where it's supposed to be thunder and lightning, it's all right. Yeah, and then the black clouds rolled in and the rain started. Well, this week's post is brought to you from almostfearless.com. We've taken the show notes from an article that I wrote uh, around a month ago called Travelling the World, Getting Started. And we thought, since people are interested in planning, um, that it would be a good place to go to. Yeah, it's a really important thing to think about because, I mean, we think that travelling the world is a really great idea. And you've got to start. I mean, the longest journey begins with the first step. So that's what we thought. That's what we thought we'd talk about today. Um, Indeed. Um, if you've got ideas for what you'd like to hear on the show, please do come by indietravelpodcast.com before the end of November and put in your vote for what you'd like to hear more in the sidebar. Yeah, definitely. And make sure you drop by almostfearless.com to check out Christine Gilbert's blog. Christine also writes at europestring.com, um, which is obviously a blog focused on Europe and budget travel. So that's well worth looking at there. Right, let's get into it. Indeed. Well, the first thing to think about is money. Um, sad though it is, it's really difficult to um, to travel without any cash. Yes, you definitely need money to get going, but you need less money than you might think. Yeah, that's true. So many people think that travel is expensive. And yes, when you're going on vacation once a year for two weeks, it can be expensive. Because it's it's your treat to yourself, you know. You, you pamper yourself and you, you spend a lot on hotels and extras that you wouldn't buy back home. But that's not necessarily the best way to travel. Yeah, and also the flight costs are really high when you look at it over only 7 days or 14 days. But if you take the same flight costs and spread that out over a month or two months, then it becomes a lot more realistic. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper to travel for a long time than it is to travel for a short time when you look at the day-to-day budget. Yeah, that's right. I think you also spend less on things like eating out at restaurants because you're not trying to kind of to glut yourself at every opportunity. To make up for 50 weeks of having to sit in an office. Yeah. I need a lot of glutting to put up with that. Oh, yeah. The first thing you need to do is find some money because you do need a little bit of money to get started. You need to find some money to pay for those expensive flights and also to have a bit of a buffer for when you're away. You might be working while you're while you're travelling, but even so, it's good to have a backup fund just in case things will go wrong or you can't find work. Yeah, that's right. It's really comforting to have that backstop. I think it's maybe not so much about having enough money. It's really about organising it. So what we've done is really tried to simplify our finances. We've ended up with um, with three accounts. So the first account's our checking account. This is where all the money goes into and goes out of. Um, We've talked about our cash budgeting system before, and that's how we manage to organize our money and really save heaps. So dig into the archives if you don't know about that. 
We also have a savings account, or when we first started trying to get travelling, it was simply a pay-off-all-of-our-debt account. Um, we just dropped every spare cent into student loans and into overdrafts. Yeah, there's no point having a savings account that's getting you 6% when you're paying 8 or 10 or 12% on debts. You might as well get rid of those debts first and you'll end up better off than if you were putting money into a savings account. That's right. I mean, we gave ourselves lots of time from when we finished university and decided we wanted to be travelling full-time to when we actually left was about four years, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. So we spent the first two years earning and saving to pay everything off, and then the next two years earning and saving to pay for everything. Yes. We weren't necessarily working the smartest we could have. I mean, we weren't earning that much while we were trying to save, but... We did do what we wanted to do, which was to simplify our finances and our lifestyle. So we, we really cut down, we killed off subscriptions, we, you know, we started spending less, we got our good budget into order, and then we were able to save quite easily, mm. slowly but easily. And the third account is a credit card account, a credit card. And we use this mainly for online purchases and also for big purchases when we've got credit card insurance to protect it. Mm. Having a credit card is definitely worthwhile because you need to be able to buy those things online, buying your uh, tickets. It might be the only way you can pay for it. However, make sure you pay it off monthly. Don't, don't just pay off the minimum amount because then you'll be paying so much in interest. Seriously, never spend more on your credit card than you have in your checking account to be able to pay it off. One thing that often goes wrong when you're saving to travel is you get into the cash trap. Your bank account goes from red into black, and then those numbers start rising and rising. And you've got so much money to spend on a new backpack and a new guidebook. and All that cool travel gear. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, I've got to get specialist travel clothing and specialist travel socks and specialist travel undies and and specialist travel toothbrush. Oh, yeah, that toothbrush. And all of your money disappears very, very quickly. Some of this travel stuff is really expensive and some of it is completely useless. Absolutely. My favourite was the uh, the travel coffee maker that I saw the other day. It looked like it weighed about three kilos, <laughs> and there's no way in heaven or hell that I would be carrying that thing around. <clears throat> we have a travel coffee maker. Yeah, but not that one. <laughs> <laughs> and ours was a gift, so... <laughs> So don't confuse that rush of joy that you get when you buy something for travelling with actually travelling. Yeah, definitely. You know, that that $50 purchase could have you fed for a week in places like Thailand or, you know, Malaysia, and that would be money well spent. Yeah. If you do want to buy travel gear, then just work it into your budget. Give yourself 20 bucks a week or something. Don't... Let yourself go out and go, oh, that's, that's so important, I'll just buy that. Keep within that 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever it is. Or put aside a little bit a week and then use that money before you go to buy your pack and things like that. Yeah, I mean, we definitely don't, uh, don't want you to not spend any money. In fact, we're going to be sending out a Christmas gift guide this week, um, which you'll be able to download from IndieTravelPodcast.com. And we think you should buy lots of specialist travel gear. From yeah, that. that would be especially great. from that, yeah, but, yeah. Sensible budgeting, please, because don't spend more than you have or you just will never get away. Absolutely. Now, thinking about time frame, I said before that it took us almost four years from when we conceptualized the idea of traveling full-time and earning and working overseas to um, 
to when we left. And I think that time frame is really important in giving you peace of mind, not making you stressed, not making you worry. And, um, yeah, it's just a good thing. Yeah, just remember Bob Marley. Baby, don't worry about a thing. Doobity-doobie. Yeah, and all that. Because everything's going to be all right. It really is. But just give yourself time and let yourself get used to that idea. Yeah, sure. So get your office escape plan in order and give yourself enough time to do your saving, do your planning, get your visas, buy your tickets. There's no rush. I mean, the idea of travel is to have a simplified, easier lifestyle. So don't stress about creating a simplified, easier lifestyle. That's right. And also, having a time in mind, even if it's a long way away, can also help if you're like I was and had really, really itchy feet and you just wanted to get going. Just having a time in sight, whether it's next week or next month or next year, can really, really set your mind at rest. Yeah, now, we still use guidebooks to do a lot of our research, but um, the internet is a great place to do free and also social research. Um, subscribe to a few travel blogs. Um, we already mentioned almostfearless.com and europestring.com, which Christine runs. You might try nomadicmat.com or oddsworld.com. Or you could try the Indie Travel Podcast. Hey, that's a good idea. I think so. IndieTravelPodcast.com. Uh, there's other travel podcasts out there, believe it or not. Um, my favorite is probably amateurtraveler.com. Mm, yeah, he's really good. Um, Chris does a lot of location-based interviews, so he speaks with people and interviews people that have been all over the place, which yeah. is brilliant. It can be quite good if you delve into the archives. If there's somewhere you're thinking about going, look in the archives and listen to the podcast about that, that area. Yeah, everything-everywhere.com has also just started uh, video podcasting over the last few months. That's, uh, that's getting good too. It's a good idea to join an online travel networking site like Matador, The Thorn Tree, or something like Couch Surfing or Hospitality Club. The last two give you an opportunity to offer your couch or spare bed or just to meet up with people, and then in return you can stay with people all around the world. Yeah, that is cool. If you're after more travel links, you can visit IndieTravelPodcast.com, click on the Resources button, and there's dozens of blogs, travel advice websites, and other tools there that you can get into. Yeah, and there are ones that we like, so you'll probably like them too. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Now, next, training. Long-term travelers need money, so you need to think about what kind of work you can do to keep yourself going while you're on the road. Nothing with long contracts. I mean, it's, it can be quite depressing if you, if you travel and then uh, you're there for a year and you really didn't plan to be there for a year. It happened to us. We went to Malta and we like Malta, but we ended up being there for six months, which was just, it was just too long. If we just stayed for three months, I think we'd have much fonder memories of the place. Yeah, I think you also need to find work that you enjoy mm. and also work that pays reasonably well. Yeah, that's right. It might be a good idea to do some training as a bartender or, like us, as an ESL teacher. They're jobs that you can do almost anywhere. Yeah, we've got lots of information on our site about getting qualifications for ESL teaching while you're travelling. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other jobs you can do. I mean, if you're trained as a nurse, you can probably work somewhere as a nurse if, if you've got the, the language to do that job. But something like fruit picking doesn't have the language requirement. But... It can be quite a difficult job, so make sure you take a day to see if you can handle it before you commit to a you know, three- or four-month contract. Yeah, that's right. One thing a lot of people do is learn a language before they go somewhere, and I am all for that idea. Yeah, that's great. 
Spanish or French or Chinese? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe German, French and Spanish are the big ones if you're going to Europe. And if you're going to Italy, a bit of Italian will definitely help. Yeah, definitely. Uh, If you're considering learning a language, I'd recommend trying to find a local language group rather than paying for an expensive school course. Yeah, definitely. This way you can get grounded in the basics instead of spending a lot of money just to learn basic vocabulary and basic grammar structures. Um, Have a look around the internet. Things like Craigslist can also um, pop up good information, and some areas have subsidized adult literacy courses and adult education courses, which uh, can get you jump-started in language learning. So we'd really recommend you start traveling full-time. It's a really great way to live, but you can start by just getting your, your head around the idea. Start planning, start listening to podcasts, start reading travel articles, and then go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to wrap up this week, there's just one thing I want to mention, and that's that we're putting out a Christmas gift catalogue for travellers. It's very exciting. If you're on our mailing list, which you can subscribe to at IndieTravelPodcast.com, then we'll send you a copy early next week. Um, We'll also be putting it up on the website for free download. So come join the mailing list, download the guide, and forward it to Everyone. (laughs) Anyone and everyone. Yeah, it'll have so many great products for you to buy for yourself as like an early Christmas present or as presents for people who you know who want to go traveling. Yeah, I thought it would be a great thing. I'm actually going to send a copy to my mum and <laughs> specify a couple of things here or there that subtle. that I'd rather like. Yeah, very subtle. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you're into travel and people are wondering what to get you, I'm sure you'll find a, a tool or two in there to uh, to get you going. Well, our affiliate of the week is hostelbookers.com, so make sure you drop by into travelpodcast.com and book your hostels through us because we get a bit of commission, so we'd really appreciate it if you do that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, enjoy planning your travels. We'll enjoy sitting inside in a rainy afternoon. And until next week, travel well.